Aloha, and thank you for joining us on our exciting adventure of walking through the New Testament as a participant in a life group. Open your heart to what God may be saying to you as we endeavor not only to hear His Word, but to obey. Here now is our Bible teacher, Pastor Jim Morocco. John in chapter 3 verse 24 mentions the Holy Spirit when he states, And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Well, This brings us to verse 1 of chapter 4 where balance to this truth is given in the command, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Just as believe or belief is encouraged in the name of God's Son Jesus Christ, so now... To the same intensity, John encourages unbelief, not believing every spirit. Unbelief is just as important as belief. And John encourages his readers to try or to test the spirits. The word here, try, is used for the testing of metals. What John is asking of every Christian is to test the teacher who is, claims to have spiritual insight given him by the Holy Spirit. The source of that inspiration may be some other spirit and not the Holy Spirit. Paul gives us a very similar word in 1 Thessalonians 5.21 when he says, Test all things, hold fast that which is good. Now why the need to test? Well, John gives the reason. Many false prophets are teaching around. They're traveling around and teaching people. Some in studying this passage have seen these false teachers that John is referring to as pseudo-Christians called Gnostics. Now throughout the letter, John has been giving us a standard by which to determine the truth from that which is false. And here he again comes to specifically share the test. And we're reminded of this when he says, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Now what John is saying by the statement is twofold. One, that Jesus is God in the flesh. The word Christ is used because those, there were those who were saying that there was a difference between Jesus and the Christ. The divine nature was seen as the Christ, which supposedly came upon Jesus the man at a given time and then left him. But John says, no, that belief is demonic. Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Jesus is fully God, fully man. God became human flesh. There is no distinction between Jesus and the Christ. He's one person, Jesus Christ. But secondly, John emphasizes the term confesseth. It is not just a matter of knowing who Jesus is. Demonic spirits recognize Jesus' deity. But by the fact that the term confesseth is used. What is emphasized is the personal acknowledgement of Jesus Christ as Savior. The true Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, will always glorify and testify of Jesus. And it's because of this truth that John can simply conclude, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. John goes on to tell how the spirit of Antichrist is clearly in the world. Now Paul said the same thing in 2 Thessalonians 2, 3-8. Although 
the man of lawlessness, or the Antichrist, had not been revealed, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. That is, the spirit of Antichrist is already at work. Well, now keep in mind what John has already stated in chapter 2, verses 18 through 23. In that passage of Scripture, our confession or rejection of Jesus depends on whether we have the Father or not. Here, it depends on whether we are inspired by the Spirit or not. Now, John encourages his readers by describing who they are. He states, Ye are of God. And they are victorious, he states, and have overcome them. He's talking, he's talking here, the ones who've been overcome, are the false teachers. These false teachers have not succeeded in de deceiving his readers, the church. And the reason for this victory of the church is because of the spirit of truth, the anointing, the Holy Spirit which indwells the believer, as John has already stated. And the Holy Spirit, God in us, is greater than the devil, the author of the spirit of error which is in the world. Now in verses 5 and 6, John gives a big contrast between we and they. We being the true teachers and the, the apostles, and they, the false teachers. John concludes these two verses by stating, Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. That is, what John is saying is, these two verses is going to help the believer to not be deceived. What point is John making in this? We can know the truth by examining not only the message in the human vessels that proclaims the truth, but also the audience who listens. He is saying the source of the false teachers is rooted in the world system. Therefore, it's no wonder that the world listens to them. The apostles' message is from God, and one can tell because God's people hear it. And John is writing from the basis of apostolic authority. Therefore, he has no problem saying, We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. There's a very clear relationship between the Word of God and God's people. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. John's point is this. The Spirit of God in you causes you to hear the Spirit speak through us. Thus, the overall emphasis is made. The character of those who listen to the message is a test to whether the message is true or not. I'll be back in a moment with the application. Let's look together at the application. Christians need discernment. And we often are too gullible. And we exhibit a naive readiness to almost accept any message and any teaching which purport to come from the spirit world. Unbelief is as important as belief. And there's two extremes that a person can get caught in. One extreme is simply superstition. That is somebody who believes almost everything. And the other is skepticism. People want to believe nothing. The Christian stands between both. He does believe, he believes truth, and he doesn't believe that which is not true.
Now, the important thing is that we as Christians must be willing to test, to try the Spirit. Sometimes somebody has some revelation or some dream or anything else. All these things are good, but the point is it may not be of God. And you as a believer must know how to make that distinction. John has begun to make it very clear for us through the test that he's given us, the test of right doctrine, the test of love, and the test of keeping the commandments. That is a test not only of the message, but the one giving the message. And also here, then he gives the test of a person who's receiving the message. And we'll apply that a little bit later as we go along. But secondly, everything really revolves around, as John has said here, about who you see Jesus to be. If one denies that Jesus is the Christ come in the flesh, that is, if he denies the Christ's eternal deity or his historical humanity, that is, that God became a man, Jesus was fully God and fully man, those teachers are false prophets and his origin is the Antichrist. Now, many are being entrapped today by people that are coming to their doors or by things that are being shed. Often, oftentimes, uh, it's come in seminars for businessmen and all these other different things. Self-help seminars. And really, when you get right down to it, they're demonic because they deal with the basic understanding of who Jesus is. Many are entrapped not realizing how important it is to believe in the right Jesus. I'm going to just share some things with you about groups that believe in the wrong Jesus. Take, for example, the Jehovah Witness. They believe that uh, Jesus is um, uh, the same as, as the Archangel Michael. And uh, he was the first and greatest of of creation of Jehovah God. When you talk to a Christian scientist, the word Jesus becomes Jesus and Christ, Jesus being the illusion of physical or material reality as manhood, and Christ being the true divinity of all men. Yeah, the same is true for the Unity School of Christianity and metaphysics and all these other different mind cults. You come down to, for instance, Mormonism, and you'll find in the study of Mormonism and their doctrine of God that Jesus Christ is considered to be a second God created by Elohim, and that Michael or Adam was a God separated from him. In fact, Mormons don't believe in the virgin birth of Christ, of the working of the Holy Spirit. You can read a text from... Um, for, for example, um, Brigham Young, who said, When the Virgin Mary conceived the child Jesus, the Father had begotten him in his own likeness. He was not begotten by the Holy Ghost. And who is the Father? And he goes on to begin to share. And what, what actually comes down is the fact that, that Mary had sexual intercourse with um, Adam, the Adam God who had been resurrected. Incredible, incredible nonsense. Well, on and on and on, you have groups that, that go on to begin to redefine what the Scriptures clearly teach about who Jesus is. And oftentimes, many of those involved in these different groups don't even realize that they're, the Jesus they're worshiping is not the Jesus of the New Testament. 
It is of great importance how one views Jesus to be. Also, we begin to see the greatness of God's power in us. And you never should forget that. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. God's power is in you. God's power is in you. You don't have to fear the heretic. The Spirit of God is great. You don't have to fear the work of evil. If you begin to realize the greatness of God in you, you'll begin to take authority over many of these things. But finally, we come back to what I was mentioning earlier in our application, and that is the audience of those who listen. We need to reflect the very character of God as He is clearly portrayed in His Word because we're listening to that Word and that which we listen to should change us because we're being judged. The, the character of the audience is being judged as to the truth of what they hold. We need to reflect what God is sharing in His Word. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father, I thank You so much for... Your word, I thank you for that which has been shared today in the scriptures. We ask, Lord, that we'll truly be people that will be discerning. We'll not be individuals that will believe every wind of doctrine that comes our way, but we'll begin to check each word by your written word and by the working of your spirit within us. We thank you now for all that you've shared today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.